Hey there, I'm Valerio Lalikan and I am thrilled to introduce you to this week's podcast episode of Deeper Steel with Pastor Flo, where we learn to listen to the heartbeat of God. Many times we engage in several kingdom disciplines like prayer, fasting, and even studying the word to connect with Abba and his kingdom in us. However, most times we fail to consistently manifest the reality of his kingdom around us. What if I told you that this is not the intention of God and that he has created a pathway for his sons to experience his kingdom in their everyday lives? This art was practiced by the early church and they recorded amazing manifestations of the glory of God in everything they did. This is what I would love to call the lost art of meditation. In this episode, we will be looking at how the believer can consistently enjoy the manifestation of the kingdom of God through the art of meditation. You can bring the manifestation of the kingdom of God into your family, your health, your business, your environment, your ministry, and everything that concerns you. This is one way the believer can continually and consistently enjoy the fullness of the glory of God over their lives and over their ministry. So, get your pen, get your paper and your Bible. We are going to study together on what we like to call the lost art of meditation. (laughs) I am so excited and I hope you are too as we continue on this week's episode of Deeper Steel with Pastor Flo. The next voice you're going to hear will be that of Pastor Kunle Awofolajin. He is the president of the Telestyle Global Ministry, an amazing ministry with remarkable and consistent operations of the kingdom and the power of God. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Pastor Kunle Awofolajin as he takes us further in the lost art of meditation. The word of God says in Romans chapter 10, four verses 6 to 10 it says but the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven that is to bring christ down from above or who shall descend into the deep that is to bring christ up again from the dead but what saith it the word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And if you go to uh, Colossians chapter 2 and verse 6, it says, As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. The reality is that everything in the kingdom of God is actuated or activated by your words. You believed in your heart and confessed with your mouth that got you saved. You believed in your heart that God had raised Christ from the dead and you confessed him as Lord and you got born again in that moment. And Bible says, as you have received the Lord, so continue to walk in him. The most important point I want to talk about this morning, about meditation, is the reality that 
meditation only works when you have no doubt as to the authenticity and the infallibility of the word of God. When you have no stronghold with the reality that the word of God is the final authority. Meditation in the word of God will only profit you when you have accepted the word of God as the final authority in your life. Jesus explicitly said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. David said, I have exalted the word above my necessary food. His word, his word is our life. His word is our strength. His word is is our life. That word is our life. Don't forget the Bible says in the beginning was the word, John 1, and the word was with God, and the word is God. So you need to understand that meditating on the word of God will only profit you when you have given yourself wholly to it submitted to the wisdom of God and accepted the sovereignty of the word of God over life itself. You know, so having established that, I want to, you know, talk very quickly about how incomprehensibly powerful the art of meditating on the word of God is. You know, that scripture in Romans chapter 10 that says, who shall, do not say in your heart that who shall ascend into heaven to bring Christ down from above, who shall descend into the deep to bring Christ up from the dead, you know. I like to jokingly sometimes say, when Christians encounter challenges, for a fleeting moment or two, it's as if God is lost. It's as if God is missing on the scene. And so they begin to think about how to bring God into the situation. The Bible says, do not say in your heart, who will ascend to heaven to bring Christ down? Or who will go down into the depths to bring him up? Don't say that. The word is ninety. It is in your heart and in your mouth. The word of faith which we preach. You know, let me apply this in a spiritual sense. I know this is talking about salvation, but in the word salvation is encapsulated the entire spectrum of man's experiences, of man's realities. It covers everything from being born again to, to your healing, to your divine health, to your provisions, to your preservation, to everything. The entire spectrum of man's existence is covered by the word salvation. So let me apply that, that scripture in a, in a very interesting sense. When calamity shows up at your doorstep, uninvited, <laughs> when troubles visit you, uninvited, unsummoned, but they happen, Bible says, do not panic. 
do not say in your heart, who will now, how will I bring God into this situation? The word is nigh in your heart and in your mouth. The word of faith which we preach. Let me share this testimony with you. So, a young lady was brought to me by you know somebody that had been a part of our ministry. And this young lady told me a most amazing story. She had finished secondary school for years. I can't remember exactly how many years, but it was looking like somewhere between six and ten years. Um, she couldn't secure admission to university. Uh, she she couldn't get a job. She couldn't get married. And very interestingly, she lived in a house that she could not pack out of. <laughs> very interesting story. She observed that everybody that lived in the house could not leave the house. Like there was a force holding everybody down. In her words, she explained, she said, whenever I make up my mind to pack out of the house, I will not have money. When money comes, I will not find a house. But the moment I begin to spend out of the proposed saved up rent, a house will show up, but I will not be able to pay for it. And I've been in that cycle for years. And I've observed that people move into the house. They have children, but they don't move forward. So she was worried. She discerned in her spirit that she was under some sort of bondage or oppression to the house. You know, so. And then the last thing she discussed with me was the fact that she suspected that somebody was a witch in her family and that the person was using her for experiments, you know, sending curses and hexes and vexes and charms and all of that her way. And, and she discerned in her spirit because she was born again. She, she discerned which was in her spirit, you know, witchcraft is real. You know, so when she finished you know, narrating her experiences, it just dropped in my spirit. Why did you come to see me? She mentioned like four heavyweight ministries that she had been to before, and they couldn't sort, they couldn't find any solution to her issues. So in my head, I'm wondering, you mentioned four heavyweights. Who am I that you are coming to me? <laughs> and then, of course, I began to pray in the Holy Ghost. And the Lord said to me very clearly, said, I didn't bring her to you for prayers. I brought her to you because you understand the place of meditation and confessions of the word of God. Teach her what you know and give her scriptures to meditate on and see what I will do in her life. So, of course, I was encouraged immediately. I sat down with her and told her the most important things about meditation. And one of the things I emphasized the most to her was that when you meditate on the word of God, your heart and your mouth must be in alignment. Your heart and your mouth must say the same things. There must be a congruence between the belief in your heart and the words that come out of your mouth. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth must speak. I emphasize this to her in addition to other things about meditation. Getting a quiet place, you know, getting your Bible open, 
reading to yourself that scripture over and over again. So at the end of the day, I gave her seven scriptures. The seven scriptures were realities of who we are in Christ Jesus. And I believe very firmly that when your meditation is based off of the reality of the finished work of Christ, and you come into alignment with that, and into agreement with that, you unlock infinite possibilities. You know, so I, I gave us seven scriptures. We talked about the fact that we're seated together with Christ in the heavenly places, far above every principality, power, might, dominion, Ephesians 1 and 2. Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 17 to Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 6. You know, and you know, other scriptures like Colossians chapter 1, verses 12 to 14, which says that, you know, the Father Himself had qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Himself had delivered us from the dominion of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of His dear Son, in whom we have redemption by His blood, even the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of His grace. And I give us some more scriptures. There were seven New Testament epistle scriptures. All seven scriptures were in the epistles. And I said to him, I said, can you promise me that you will strive to meditate on these scriptures between two and four hours every day? So he looked at me and said, Pastor, it's like you, you don't understand what I've been going through. Two hours is small. I will do six. <laughs> so, you know, I thought she was, you know, just mouthing off. And I told her, just keep saying those words with your eyes closed. Keep muttering them until they build up in your spirit and become an explosive roar. When it gets to that stage, pray in tongues, then go back and repeat. Reiterate. Keep doing it. Don't move away from the scriptures. After you worship the Lord, get into the scriptures. Keep saying it over and over. Personalize them. You know, say, Father, I thank you because you have qualified me to be a partake of the inheritance of the saints in life. You have delivered me from the dominion of darkness. You have translated me into the kingdom of your dear son. You have delivered me from the dominion of witchcraft. You have delivered me from oppression by the redemption that I have in Christ Jesus. By the truth that I'm born of God, I have been delivered out from every dominion of every form of darkness. You know, so I taught her how to say it. And I said, go, 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 go do it. First morning, she calls me and she says, Pastor, I did six hours yesterday. The next day, she calls me. I did six hours today. The next day, on the third or the fourth day, somebody very close to her came to her and said, I'm the witch that has been oppressing you. But in the last three days, you've been saying certain words from your mouth that I have no power to resist. These words are so powerful that I cannot come near you. So I've come to tell you that I no longer <laughs> have any interest in oppressing you. Please forgive me. She screamed because the person was her eldest sister. And she came, she rushed to me and told me the story. I said, well, continue speaking the reality of the 
finished work of Christ concerning you. Keep meditating on the scriptures. So she continued. A few days later, as she was about to have a bath in her bathroom in the house where she was living, the Holy Spirit spoke to her very clearly, do not have your bath in that bathroom. And she wondered, so where will I have my bath? He said, take your bath in the sitting room. Put a bowl on the floor. Bathe into the bowl. Take the water out of your fence and throw it outside the compound. She did that for two days. On the second day, the landlady's son walks to her door and knocked on her door and says, Auntie, are uh, you having your bath anymore? And she screamed because, number one, she lived alone. Number two, she wasn't sharing a bathroom with anybody. Number three, how could he have known that she was not having a bath? So she queried him and he said to her, he said, ah, Auntie, uh, you know, it's the water from the bathroom that we use for ninjas that we do to people that live in our houses. Look around you. Have you seen anybody pack out of our houses? Have you seen anybody prosper in these houses? It's the water from the bathroom we use. And he began to talk as if he was under his spell and began to reveal secrets of what they were doing to every tenant in their house to her. So she called me. I said, keep confessing the word of God. Keep meditating. Keep speaking it. Keep watering it. Don't let go. And then, two days later, the landlady herself knocks on her door and repeats what the son has said. Had said. She told my, that my daughter, she said, look, look around you. Have you seen anybody pack out of our houses? We just everybody. We use the water that you used to bathe. We do this and that. And she told the woman, she said, you have no authority over me. I am the one that is different. I'm a child of God. And the woman said, I know. I know. I just said that she let you know. And then she kept confessing the word. She kept confessing. She kept meditating. And then one day she calls me and says, Pastor, I've been called for an interview. Uh, A friend referred a job opening to me and referred me for a job opening and I I, want to go for the interview. But I don't have a BSc. I only have my, 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 my work. And I said to her, I said, go and don't lie. When you get there, do your best. And when it comes to qualifications, let them know the truth. So she went, they interviewed her for the position. And she did exceptionally well. And then they talked about her qualifications. So naturally, she, you know, she told them the truth. And they said, it doesn't matter. You've done better than any other person you've interviewed for this position. We will overlook the fact that you, are, you don't have a BSc. And they congratulated her and offered her the job. As she accepted the offer and was walking out of the place, the owner of the place suddenly said to her, I said, I have a house for people in this position. And there's nobody living in it right now. Do you want to take a look at the house? And she said, yes. And she took a look at the house. And then he said to her, here is the key. When you resume, you can move into this house. She screamed for joy. The Lord gave her a job, an accommodation, same day. And he, and he took her out of the house where nobody had been able to get out of. And he broke the yoke of oppression over her life that was engineered by her elder sister to keep her stagnant for years. All because she did what? She meditated 
truth of the word of God. She meditated with her heart and her mouth in congruence. Her heart and her mouth said the same thing. She accepted the word of God as the final authority over her life. And she verbalized and articulated the same. And she said it for hours every day until it was made flesh. Friends, I'd like to say to you very clearly, Christians need to understand the power of staying long enough on scripture, on the word of God. The power of bringing your heart and your mouth into alignment with the revealed truth of the finished work of Christ. Do not say in your heart, people are sent to heaven to bring Christ down or will descend into the depths of hell to bring him up. The word is nigh in your heart and in your mouth. The word of faith which we preach. I give you a second testimony. A daughter of mine had fibroids in her womb and she refused to do an operation. So, we shared with her the power and the efficacy of aligning with the revealed truth of the finished work of Christ on, 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 on her behalf in confession and meditation. You know what she went out and did? She went to get a counter. You know these counters that ushers use in big churches to count crowds? She went to get a counter. And she called me and said, Pastor, tonight I'll be doing one scripture 4,000 times. She said, when she hit 2,000, the glory of God came into her room. At 3,000, the glory of God multiplied. And the fibroid began to fall out of her womb. She ran into the toilet and the fibroids fell out. She packed them. She took a picture of the fibroids and she sent them to me and said, Sir, what you are looking at in those pictures are the fibroids that came out of me yesterday when I confessed one scripture, when I muttered one scripture, when I spoke one scripture 4,000 times. 4,000 times. 4,000 times. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 15 says, Meditate on these things. Give thyself wholly, unrestrainedly. Give yourself wholly, totally. Totally. Give yourself wholly to them. That thy profiting may appear to all. When you give yourself only to meditating on the word of God, the word will be made flesh in your life. The word of God will be made flesh. The legal truth is that we are seated together with Christ in the heavenly places. In Christ Jesus, far above all. But is that your experience? The bridge between what is legal and what is vital 
encourage you regardless of whatever challenge that you are facing at this time go into the episodes identify scriptures that speak directly to your victory over those things for for says you are of God little children and have overcome because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world look for scriptures that address those issues that is based off on the finished work of Christ and meditate God has not given us over to the whims and the caprices of Satan. No, no. He has given us the victory over Satan. All we need to do is come into alignment with our hearts and our mouths. And the glory of God will be made manifest. The last scripture I want to read to you is in 2 Peter chapter 1. (laughs) It says, according in verse 3, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him that called us to glory and virtue. He says, whereby are given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that by the means of these we may become what? Partakers of divinity. Unlock it through confession. The Lord is on your side. Amen. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that one. A few years ago, the Lord told me to raise a presence-based prophetic generation. This mandate has given birth to the Eagles Vision Prophetic School that takes place online and on-site. However, learning to forge ahead as a prophet seemed to be overwhelming at the time. I didn't know what to do with the visions and dreams I got from the Lord and how I can fulfill this overwhelming but amazing mandate. Through the help of the Holy Spirit, I have learned to walk in the fullness of my prophetic calling, beginning with taking baby steps to taking giant steps. Prophetic Fire is a 30-day devotional that will help take you through these processes. So what are you waiting for? Get your copy at www.recreateyourworld.org. See you same time next week on Deeper Steel with Pastor Flo. Till then, do have a blissful day. God bless you. Shalom.